All right, hello, we're back. No Sources Podcast took a little bit of a hiatus here, probably in the worst time to take a hiatus, the middle of the NBA playoffs, but uh, I would say nothing interesting has happened. That's not true, but we're going to talk about it. Um, so thanks again, everyone, for all the positive feedback on the podcast, and if you, if you do enjoy this, please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, that just goes a long ways towards getting other people to see it and other people to enjoy this content and whatever. But uh, nonetheless, we are back on and with uh, another new guest, a good friend of mine, Austin Quaderno. Hey. All right, Austin, we basically, we've known each other a long, long time and spent probably... Like, I'd say, like, 95% of our friendship has been spent around the context of sports. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, um, so there's definitely plenty to talk about. But what we want to start with is just the current NBA playoffs. Mm. And then we'll touch a little bit on the NHL, because I know you, you got some fandom still yeah. alive right now. But uh, um, what is going on? So, the... Thunder just lost Game 5 to the Warriors, mm-hmm. so it was 3-2. Finally an interesting game, though. Yeah, it was close. Uh, probably the first close one, really, since Game 1. Yeah. Um, before the playoffs started, the Warriors were 40-1 to to win the NBA championship. Um, before our last podcast, me and Alex were talking, and it was just, I think, the Game 1 against the Spurs. No, was no, gonna- no, the Thunder. Oh, what did I say? You said the Warriors. I was about oh, to say, the Warriors. No, no, no. The Warriors were like odds. three to five. Um, no, the Thunder were 40 to one to win the finals. Um, and before our last podcast, um, me and Alex were talking. And I think game one between the Spurs and the Thunder was going to be that night or like the next day. Um, and at that point, the Thunder were 12 to one to win the finals. Wow. So even though they just made it to where everyone expected them to get. Mm-hmm. The, I don't I don't know what happened where they jumped from forty to twelve. Um, sure, shot back up after that first. They game. beat the Mavericks, so good for them. They jumped from forty to twelve. Yeah, um, yeah and then they got blown out. Um, and since then, they've basically been a wrecking ball. Um, Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, like both, offensively doing the same things they've always done. I think, mm-hmm. like Russell Westbrook, probably shooting a little bit better from three than he normally does. Yeah. Um, but really, it's their defense, like the defense of the two of them, and uh, all these role players, um, most especially Stephen Adams, Stephen Adams, who is just a beast of a man and a cult legend. He's turning into a cult legend. The guy will get kicked in the nuts game after game and continue to come back with more fury than ever. Uh, literally, like has a cast on his hand. Um, doesn't care what he says. Like, did, did you hear the whole thing about? him calling like the warriors like little monkeys or whatever oh very briefly they're running around like little monkeys (laughs) they're running around like little monkeys and there was some offense taken to that by some by some people in the media but he apologized you know he's a new zealand guy he can get away with it shouldn't have apologized (laughs) don't apologize hard double down on that stance um but yeah so now we're at this point where the thunder still are just one game away with one to give Mm -hmm. of Going through a 67-win team and a 73-win team. Dang, that's crazy. And they only won like 55 games in the regular season. Um, a lot of what the argument has been is 
you know, as basketball pushes into like these super hard, like the advanced stats and mm-hmm. analytics and whatever, like everyone would have just told you like Golden State's going to win. Yeah. And, and we even witnessed kind of like in the Toronto series, like, you know, generally, you know what the result of the series is going to be in the NBA. Mm-hmm. There may be like some detours on the way there, you know, a team like Toronto might win two games. Yeah. And maybe that was going to be the case with the Thunder. Maybe they'd win a few games. Yeah, a few home games, maybe. But probably not be up 3-1 and dominate. Yeah. Um, the big part about advanced stats that I think everyone looks past is it, you know, it's all based on previous performance. And the idea is that a team will not outdo their previous performance yeah. so drastically over and over. Mm-hmm. But they're just generally playing better. Like, it's a better team. Um, yeah. So you have a guy like Dion Waiters, who <laughs> literally is a liability who probably shouldn't have ever seen the court the last two or three years. So LeBron kicked off his team. Yeah, LeBron literally kicked him off the team. Um, I think the I think that the Thunder traded like a second round pick for him. Yeah. Um, just as a salary dump, basically. Um, but you have a guy like Dion Waiters, uh, Andre Roberson, who's shooting like <laughs> above 50% from three. But he can't make free throws. But he can't four. make anything else. Um, but yeah, they're just playing so good. And tonight, Steph Curry had a bit of a return to form. Yeah. But just the way they play defense on him is smothering. And I, you know, if I'm a Thunder fan, I'm feeling good about them coming back home because a lot of what the Thunder were able, or what the Warriors were able to do tonight had to do with, you know, home court and yeah, this playoffs has been weird, you know, like these home courts, at least in the conference finals, just changes so much of the game. Right. And it's just so, so crazy that that's such a big impact on the game. Yeah, and I think it, show, like, it shows a lot too with those role players. You have a guy like Maurice Spates and Harrison Barnes yeah. who were awful mm-hmm. the last two games. Or Barnes has actually played okay. Draymond Green had a bit better of a game tonight. Yeah, um, he was struggling. Um, but yeah, he was doing really bad. Um so, like I said earlier, uh, me and Alex talked before the Spurs game, the Spurs series, and said they were 12-1, to mentioned that the Thunder had never lost to the Spurs when fully healthy. Mm-hmm. They really had never lost to anyone when fully healthy. They yeah. they made it to the finals, and then every other year, someone's been hurt. And then you have uh, Russell Westbrook tearing his meniscus. You have, yeah. uh, I think, the, the next year, Serge Ibaka... Um, Met, dealt with some injury I don't remember what and they lost they looked like they were going to beat the Spurs and then Ibaka just couldn't get in the game and then Westbrook's injured again and then last year they missed the playoffs without Kevin Durant so you know when healthy this team has been one of the best teams in the league year in and year out so it's not too surprising if they do win and we figure the Cavs are also going to make it mm-hmm. who are you rooting for? oh that's easy I'm rooting for the Cavs you're a LeBron I'm fan. I'm a LeBron fan. I am a big LeBron fan too. However, oh. I don't know. Like I would have never guessed that I would be rooting for the Thunder, but Russell Westbrook has by far become my favorite player to watch. Mm. One, because he's just an athletic freak. Two, because he's one of the worst three-point shooters in NBA history, but he doesn't know it. <laughs> so he just <laughs> he will just pull Somebody up. Somebody on the other team just tell him. He will just pull We're up dumb. from anywhere. Um, and he's actually making them more often than he should. Yeah. And when he misses, he like misses rim completely. Um, <laughs> but he might get his own rebound. So but he might get his own rebound. Um, it's he's just so fun to watch. And 
when he runs in transition, it's just insane. Yeah. He, he had one in, I think it was game four, where he comes in transition, and he's running around down the right sideline, comes to the middle of the court, and splits two defenders, and, it's, and lays it in going full speed, just off, like, from the front of the rim, like, just drops it over the front of the rim, no backboard or anything, but, like, didn't even really jump. Hmm. He just, like... Stuck his arm up and kept running past the hoop, and the ball yeah. just falls in. And it was just insane, because like, if I tried that, it would go straight into the bottom of the rim. Yeah, or off the backboard and fly in. <laughs> like three feet off. past the rim. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just unbelievable to watch him. But uh, he's definitely become probably my favorite player to watch. However, and then it'll be you know it'll be a nice like. A nice story that this team that like we kind of had written off that we're never really going to get it together and win, they win and they do it against the team to beat them the first time around. Oh. Not the team, but the player, LeBron. Um, the player, that's right. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I, but then again, I want LeBron to get one. And you know, we were talking about how you know is LeBron really ever going to win another championship? Because yeah. unless he goes and joins some super team like that's already well established. Mm-hmm. He's just always going to be in this situation where he'll win in the East, but you know, lose to whoever's in the finals. Yeah. And now he finds himself in a very favorable situation. Yeah. Just, but somehow he wants to play the thunder. Yeah. Like even though they're, they're beating all these good teams. Right. But you imagine if he's guarding Durant <clears throat> yeah. and they just focus all the rest of their attention <laughs> on Russell Westbrook, then <clears throat> Maybe like they should be able to pull it off. I don't know. Yeah. Um. I'm. I think that uh, the combination of Thompson and Adams going at each other in the low <laughs> post would be pretty fun. And then the idea of Adams going against Kevin Love oh. if the Cavs try and run their small ball stuff. Kevin Love would get eaten. Kevin alive. Love. They would quickly be regretting that Andrew Wiggins <laughs> trade if they already don't. Um. <laughs> So it'd be, uh, it'd be an interesting matchup, though. You mean you put Sergi Baca, who's shooting crazy, right, against Kevin Love? It's probably yeah. forward shootout. Yeah, for sure. And then if I, I guess Cantor could get himself in there, but I don't see. Uh, Mozgov saw the floor the other night, but it was a forty-point game. Yeah, he's seen the floor a couple times this series, actually. So uh, yeah, we'll see. I I actually kind of I'm so over the Warriors. Like that's where I am. I think it's so annoying to watch the Warriors right now. <laughs> I, I know that most, I think most people still enjoy them, but really, you've seen it shift in the last couple of days, and I think it started, like, it it started with the Draymond Green kick to the nuts of Steve yeah. Adams, where he acts like he didn't do anything wrong, oh. and they all just kind of, like, keep going along. But I think what that did was there was a lot of people in the shadows wanting a reason to hate the Warriors, how they got it and did they ever and get he it he wasn't suspended if he was suspended maybe people wouldn't care but yeah not being suspended and then and then as they start to lose these games you have all these people saying well Steph Curry's hurt and like trying to blame oh, him on that, that. It's so annoying so <laughs> I mean sure like everyone's hurt whatever but like you know no one was trying to like, people weren't trying to cut the Warriors short last year when every single team got hurt. Yeah. So, whatever. Like, And you don't. You also don't get to say, I'm back, I'm back, as you take over in overtime like three <laughs> weeks ago against the Trailblazers and then say that you're hurt two weeks later. Oh, it's just so annoying, you know. I, like, 
they all celebrate like crazy. They make a shot like Andre Iguodala. He makes a three. Yeah. And then he misses, and he if he misses, he bricks. Like, yeah. And it's just and it's the, Steph they, Curry's celebrating, and if if they win, it's like yeah, it was great. Steph Curry saved the day, and they lose, and Steph Curry gets no blame. Right, and like uh, a lot of people have made a big deal about how Tim Duncan complains about being like being called for fouls and being fouled on every play. Yeah. That's literally the Warriors whole team. No, yeah. They, it was bad. They don't think they commit a single foul and if they ever get a foul called on them, they just go crazy. It's it's pretty nuts. And Draymond Green in today's game, he had a really nice block on Russell Westbrook in the first quarter. Yeah, I saw that. And just taunted him hard. Ugh. And I just wanted to be like, man, you you do you know how bad like you're literally like minus 80 in plus minus right now for the series. How about you make more than one play before you do that? But I guess that's just Raymond Green. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm so over the Warriors. So, I mean, I guess as cool as it'll be to look back and remember a team won, didn't lose 10 games. Yeah. Um, I don't want them to win the title. And if that means that they get out now, um, that's all the better for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little disappointed. Like, I'd like to see, like, as much as I want them to lose, like, I'm cheering for them to lose every game. I'd like to see the Cavs beat them in the finals. That's true. Like, it's so much, it'd be so sweet. much more satisfying. Yeah, that's true. Like, it, then it's like, the, oh, the Cavs got to play the Thunder in the finals. They didn't even get to play the Warriors. Yeah, but, but then, I feel like even if that's not a good series, like, say the Cavs, which I don't think will happen, say the Cavs just, like, win pretty easily. Yeah. You at least get to see Russell Westbrook going out with like <laughs> guns blazing. Like, oh yeah, he dance on Kyrie and yeah. So I think it'll be a fun series if we do get there. That's what I'm hoping for. I think yeah. they'll close it out in six. Yeah. See, what I think is interesting though is Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant are finally playing good in the same game. Like that's something you haven't seen in the past. In the past. Yeah. Series like one person's gonna get forty point, one person gets thirty five. Well, I think tonight they went for forty and twenty nine. Yeah. Um, that being said, they took like fifty eight shots combined. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't get their other guys much much looks, but yeah. but it's nice to see them doing it together. together right. Finally, for sure. Um, I mean, if they both shoot near fifty percent, like mm-hmm. it's over. Like yeah, they're the last two games. Like each one has been around like. 30%. So even tonight, like Russell Westbrook was like 10 for 29 or something. Hmm. So, um, yeah. It's just crazy. Like, I, I can't believe it seems it all makes sense when you watch it happen. Like, yeah. But, you know, everyone knew the Warriors or the Thunder were good, but you just kind of figure, you know, it wasn't going to be enough. Like it, like, it never was. Um, yeah. And it's like the coaching just suddenly turned around and they can. Somehow close out close games. That they yeah, they did. A, there was a really funny thing. Do you get the Ringer newsletter from Bill Simmons? Oh, it goes like my spam box, and I always forget. <laughs> so you always forget. Um, they wrote a funny thing the other day about how is Billy Donovan Kaiser Soze from mm. The Usual Suspects. Have you seen that movie? No. So it's all about how like Kevin Spacey. Oh, big spoiler alert here, guys. <laughs> big spoiler alert. Well, how old is this movie? It's an old movie. Right? Uh, yeah, like mid nineties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how Kevin Spacey is like this like mastermind like crime lord like killer guy mm-hmm. um and he like walks with a limp the whole movie and like it's just this really unassuming like loser type character mm-hmm. but then at the end like he loses his limp and you find out he was the mastermind behind like everything that had happened huh. like it's him like limping and then he just starts walking normal 
uh, and they said like, and then they got they find out because this guy like sent a police sketch in of like what Kaiser Soze was supposed to look like. Yeah, <laughs> the police sketch looks just like Billy Donovan, and then, <laughs> and the idea is like all season long, like he had the Thunder like fail in fourth quarters and just like not look that great. It worked just to like reveal at the end that he's this mastermind <laughs> who pulls it all together. Um, so yeah. Uh, Kevin Spacey's Kaiser Soze, in case you needed to know. Um, yeah, so with with all this, what what the reason why we wanted to pod today um, is it's just so crazy what we're watching with the Thunder that just in a vacuum, like the one and two seed, even though they're only losing to the three seed, mm. um, it's a 67-win team and a 73-win team, both mm. who only lost three combined games at home all year. Yeah. And I think the Thunder took like four out of five against the two combined. Mm. Um, that might not be right. Two out of... They won three. They won two in San Antonio and they've won one in Golden State mm. in a matter of like five games. Yeah. Um, which is just nuts. And so what we want to do is make a list of other things in sports in our lifetime. We're not too old. So there's mm. plenty of stuff that, you know... If yeah. you're going like early 90s to before that, like, <laughs> sorry, we're looking past them. Yeah. Um, some things in our things lifetime. I remember. Yeah, things that we remember watching because that's kind of the pre- like the premise of this list. Things that you remember being in the spot you were watching the game, or maybe it's a series or whatever it is mm. that you're just like, this is unbelievable. I'm never ever gonna see anything like this again. Yeah. Um, now I tried to make my list a little bit more like widespread. That so I'm I'm trying to avoid like singular plays in a game because yeah. I feel like that's a little bit more random. Like. Yeah. You know, a guy makes a full court shot like that could happen anytime. Yeah. Like I don't know. Um, but it suddenly has almost like a bigger impact than even just the game itself. Right. For yeah. sure. And like you know, the stuff that you're gonna remember forever. Um, which I think this will be one because you know, someone just the same way that we remember like the '96 Bulls, it'll be man. Remember that Warriors team and they didn't even make it to the finals. Yeah. Like, and we'll be like, yeah, the Thunder were freaking awesome. Um, we're talking as if this is already going to happen. So I really, really hope we don't Which jinx it. Which really, it really all hinges on the next I game. feel like I shouldn't release this podcast until the uh, Thunder have won. Um, but we're probably going to release it tonight. Yeah. So moving on. Um, so we've each compiled a list of five different things. And maybe we'll touch on a few more once we've got our list. But uh, we did best best we could to go from, uh, from five to one. Mm-hmm. So let's start with your number five. My number five. All right. That would be the 2015 Super Bowl. Mm, Okay. Mm -hmm. Patriots versus the Seahawks. All right. So, specifically, like, the last play? Okay, specifically the last... Go ahead and run through it all. The last drive. All right. Okay. A little backstory. We we were both... We were 21. It was me, Kevin, and one other friend, Jared. And uh, we're about a four-hour drive from Vegas. We're like, hey, we got nothing to do. We're 21. I was 22. Kevin's 22, so I'm a little <laughs> younger than Kevin. Um, so, hey, let's just go to Vegas and bet yeah. on the Super Bowl because it'll be crazy there and we hate both these teams. Right. At least I did. Yeah, we didn't want either one to really win, but we hate the Seahawks. Yeah. So, it's just crazy game, you know, back and forth. We're all betting on the Patriots. Yeah, we had bet on the Patriots. We were in Caesars Palace at the sports book. Yeah. There was literally a Patriots fan who was nuts out of, like, just a weird dude. Yeah. And he had a large amount of money on the game. Yeah, he did. Um, 
I think he told us it was like fifteen thousand dollars or something. Yeah, I mean, like I had like a hundred bucks. And I yeah, we had. I think mine like was one hundred eighty total or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like surrounded by people like this, and there was probably like. It was the room. It was pretty crazy. Like the room was probably like eighty twenty. Yeah. Patriot Patriots fans. fans, or at least not Seahawks fans. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So we then go ahead. We get to this final drive. Yeah, and it's just we're all cheering because we have the Patriots yeah. money line, or we have the spread. We all picked the spread. We all picked the spread. Or, and yeah. It's just that long throw down the sideline to curse. Oh, my God. It's tipped up. It's like, oh, my goodness, this is happening again to the Patriots, even though we're not Patriots. Fans. <laughs> I know. You could feel all the pressure of Boston and Patriots fans. Well, and this is this is coming off the wake of the Seahawks winning the NFC Championship game in just an absurd yeah. game against the Packers. Yeah, it's just, um, they don't deserve it. It's like... <laughs> They don't deserve anything. It I know. In any sense. When that catch happened with Curse, there was just this eerie, like, death among the room. And, like, everyone except for, like, six Seahawks fans yeah. were just, like, in shock. And those Seahawks fans were excited and in everyone's faces and screaming. Yeah. And, and then they run one play mm-hmm. from there and they get, like, four yards or so. Yep. And then it's second down. With like 20 seconds left. And yes, in my f- best gambling moment of all time. <laughs> um, yeah, because we, like, we had a ton of money swing on this play. Uh, legitimately looked like it was going to be a touchdown. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, you realize Malcolm Butler intercepts it. Um, the pandemonium that happened in that sports book oh my was unreal. Like were people- chairs flipping, <laughs> people running around. <laughs> Like, so much money changed hands. But, like, I feel like even, like, separate of, like, how we experienced that game, it's just insane. Yeah. Like, one of the more insane endings to any football game, much less a Super Bowl. Um, Yeah, that's definitely a good choice. And everyone else was, like, just excited. I was still nervous because... Oh, because it wasn't really over. I thought they were going to take a safety, and I had an adjusted line. Oh yeah, I was right. still nervous, and at least Tom Brady got him outside. So. Yeah, you got you had the adjusted line because I've told you about when the 49ers played the Ravens. Yeah, I had a Ravens, I think like minus four, mm-hmm. and they were winning by like five, and they took a safety yeah. to make it a three point game for no reason. Like, oh my goodness, just the worst. But um, yeah, so they were on like the one yard line, and then yeah. Michael Bennett jumped off sides, but. Um, yeah, that was just a great experience. And, and we were such dicks to the Seahawks fans. Oh, yes. Even once we left, like every time I saw a Seahawks fan, I was just like yeah, the in their the face. Night. The rest of the night. The rest of the night. Um, yeah, so that was that's a really good choice because, man, just what a game. It's like I just thought, I thought it was going to be just the same thing again happening to the Patriots and the same stupid luck for the, for the Seahawks. And I was, yeah, I mean... It really was a good game, too. It was close the entire time. Yeah. Uh, that Chris Matthews guy who has managed to not do anything since then, yeah, either. He's probably out of the league right now. <laughs> um, I think he went for, like, $10 in our fantasy league last Ooh. year <laughs> because of his Super Bowl performance. Yeah. Um, yeah, he has, like, at least one touchdown. Did he have two touchdowns? He had a no, big, long catch, like and he had a touchdown before halftime. Yeah, over, like, 100 yards. And... Yeah, just crazy, and then... Julian Edelman and Tom Brady just connecting for short passes over and over. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, all right, cool. So, so that's your... Your number five. My number five is the 2011 finals where the Miami Heat in their first year just fall apart oh, against the Dallas yes. Mavericks. Um, not to take much away from the Mavericks, like they had to play well. Dude, Dirk and they, was a man. And so was Jason Terry. Yeah. Jason Terry balled out that series, like couldn't miss from three mm-hmm. and he guarded LeBron like <laughs> yeah but LeBron was guarding him which made no sense um um guarded LeBron uh and then somehow we got to a point where JJ Barea was guarding LeBron and LeBron still decided to take jump shots yeah. and didn't post him up like that's what somehow this series shifted to mm-hmm. um the he come came out and pretty handily won game one right um, and they were about to go up 2-0, and they like mm-hmm. fell apart in game two. Yeah. There was like a big comeback, and then I think they might have won game three. They were up 2-1, I thought. Yeah, I really don't remember. They they did win another game. I it went six. I just remember the collapse. That's all it, I it went six, but by the time you got to game five and six, yeah, it was like, is LeBron going to score in the fourth quarter? Mm-hmm. It was just unbelievable because, I mean... So much of like what we remember LeBron as now is like how good he was in Miami, and like even though the Cleveland like he was in Cleveland a long time, mm-hmm. eight years, eight nine years, um, a long time, and was awesome that entire time. We had never seen him just like go into the shell, and this like was the moment he waited for. He made it to the finals against the Spurs and got wiped out. But I mean the the. The last year with Cleveland, almost the same thing happened against the last against the Celtics. Yeah, the Celtics. He kind of, his that one was a bit more like that one. You kind of blamed on his team, like all right, he's his so whole team tired. fell apart, and the Celtics were awesome. Yeah, the Celtics were pretty. Um, awesome. But yeah, I mean that combined with Dirk just being like Dude, he was unstoppable. That was that like he was just as unstoppable as like Steph Curry is now, yeah. and like the only difference is. It took longer into the shot clock, and it was two pointers. Mm-hmm. Like, so I guess it doesn't become quite as flashy. But like, there was nothing to stop him. Yeah, and he like even the few times LeBron even guarded him, like just draped all over him mm-hmm. and just put a rainbow. Yeah, contested fadeaways every time. <laughs> and I mean, it really, it really fell off. Not like he was not making those. He didn't make those shots the next year. He hadn't. It always has been his shot, but mm-hmm. like not at the rate he was making them in that playoffs. He was just on fire. Yeah. But I mean, in hindsight, I think we'll in like throughout history we'll look back on that series and look at the players on each team, and it'll really just be the you'll have to tell whoever you're telling. LeBron got awful, mm-hmm. and Dirk Nowitzki was out of his mind because it was only the next year that in the finals against the Thunder that LeBron was. Incredible. Yeah, you he know? shut down Kevin Durant. And... Yeah, and averaged like thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, so just it just feels like something wrong happened. Yeah, and even like remember that post the post finals and he's like everything went black and he yeah. shut everything down. He didn't talk to the media for a long time. And... Yeah, and then, you know a lot's been made about how like he tried to embrace that like I'm the villain role and like. Yeah didn't actually like it and like couldn't do it mm-hmm. and that got to him a bit which is it's just such a like stuff like that really speaks to me as far as like what a different world these guys live in mm-hmm. because 
even if like I I've had that like portrayed upon me, I still would just feel like myself and like I wouldn't actually feel any pressure to like be a villain. Yeah. Like, how often is that being like pushed on you where you actually like have this like surmounting pressure to like be the bad guy? Yeah. Um, so it's just crazy, and I can't believe that it happened the way it did. And I mean, I was gonna say LeBron should have three finals they probably should have lost the set the first one to the spurs yeah. so whatever like they should have found a way to win that series and mm-hmm. you know you play it a hundred times they probably win like 90 of them yeah even with how good dirk was playing because i think there's only like one blowout really like it gets yeah, like in, even dirk had a couple of like game winners right like, so they were, all, they were close games right um but even, even with lebron falling apart in the fourth quarter yeah if lebron could have given them anything yeah. like they would have Found a way to win. So, that's my number five. So, we'll go to your number four. It's a good number five. All right. My number four happens to be in the NBA Finals. Okay. But just two years later, in 2013. Okay. The same Miami Heat team. Mm-hmm. But this was against the Spurs when Ray Allen okay. saved yeah, the day. So game six, yeah? Game six. Game six. So, it's... 20 like 28 seconds left down mm-hmm. by like five with Kawhi Leonard at the free throw line yeah yeah and uh the the crazy parts I think that happened in this were Kawhi Leonard missing both free throws mm-hmm. um and then man Ginobili also missed some free throws right or he got fouled and went to the line yeah I think he missed one he missed one um then like you know, the Heat do what they do to kind of catch up. Mm. And then they get to the point where they're down by three and have they're going to run their play to try and tie it, and Tim Duncan's not in the game. Yeah. And I know that they wanted to get a guy who could go and try and guard the perimeter. Yeah, a guy who could switch. and. But, I mean, it's been noted plenty. Mm. If Tim Duncan's in the game, Chris Bosh probably doesn't get doesn't that rebound out, over right? a spur. Like... It was like in this cluster of guys, and he reaches over people's heads. Yeah. Um, gets it, and obviously, like, what is one of the greatest shots in NBA history? Oh. Just a backpedaling Ray Allen. So beautiful. Uh, it, like, every time I see it, it's it gets more amazing every time I see it. Because it's mm-hmm. just like, honestly, I look at it, and, and I go... the fact he knew where the line was and could get his feet behind that thing. Right. And... Everything that went into that play, I look at it, and I go, I don't even know that Steph Curry would make that play. Yeah. Because... I don't. I haven't seen Steph Curry just backpedal the three point line, not even look. Mm-hmm. You know, like, am I doubting that he could get the shot up and maybe it goes in, like whatever? Yeah. But everything that had to go into that, like, that takes a guy who's been in the league and doing it for like mm-hmm. better part and of have like, the presence of mind to start going back before he has like the ball. Right. It takes a guy doing that for the better part of like twelve years yeah. to be able to make that play, um, and then and just everyone remembers seeing. All the Miami Heat fans outside wanted oh, to come back the, in. That was so funny. And everyone just remembers like, oh, these stupid Heat fans. <laughs> I mean, I don't really blame them, but... No, I, mean, I know, but... But then again, if I was at a finals game, yeah, I probably wouldn't leave. You kind of want to see the celebration. I probably wouldn't like. leave. Um, and then the crazy part that, you know, like, we just kind of forget about because um, they, they ended up winning in overtime. Mm-hmm. The Spurs had a five-second possession. Like, Rayala makes that shot. There's five seconds left on the clock. Yeah. And Tony Parker runs down, and LeBron plays good defense, and they take a pretty bad shot. Yeah. Um, when I, it was pretty risky defense, too. He was at 
like in his body i'm thinking yeah it was it was him like taking a runner like at the baseline falling out of bounds Mm -hmm. um but it was and then they went into overtime and i think they won by like five points or something but just crazy like it if you go like play by play it's not the most insane like box score it's just Mm -hmm. this idea that like the spurs were really really good and up by five with the ball and, and they were getting everything ready for the champion, like yeah. ceremony and everything. Yeah, like literally, like taping off the court and yeah. like bringing out the hats and whatnot, and and you know everything just had to go right. And that's probably like you play out that that scenario a million times, and that might be the one time it happens because you know you just need everything to go right. Mm-hmm. And um. I mean, LeBron did make a big three. Yeah, the three before. Yeah, and from the same spot, he shot that one. From. Right, and and I don't know, like I don't uh, the Spurs, like if you make your free throws, sure, like but that's just you know you put yourself in a position to win. Yeah. All what else could they have done? Just just put Duncan in, but you don't even know for sure that that would work. Mm-hmm. Like, you imagine he gives you a better chance of getting a rebound, but. Maybe not. Yeah, I don't know. Imagine if they kick it out to Bosch and Duncan's late to get there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, it, what an awful feeling that must have been. And, you know, I think I've heard this said before is that that probably drove a lot of their will to win the next year. Oh, yeah. You know? Definitely. Maybe they, they're not at such a peak the next season if they had won. Because, mm-hmm. um, dear God, were they good the next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely a good choice because... I think everyone watching that game, it was just like, oh my God, what did I just watch? Yeah, and I, was, I wasn't even here. I was like in a little hotel room in Washington, D.C. Really? And we were going crazy, me and my dad. Yeah, I had just, I literally walked into a house from from the gym as they're inbounding the ball to do the Ray Allen play. Like oh. I, I had missed like the 30 seconds before. Oh, you missed a good game. Well, I had to like go back and I had yeah. seen like... I was driving, whatever. I yeah. missed like the last minute. It was a terrible decision by me to leave during it. Um, yeah, that's a pretty poor decision. Um, yeah, but just yeah, that was crazy. Good was game. Crazy game. All right, so my I'm going back to 2011. My number four is the 2011 World Series, Game Six. It is the Rangers against the Cardinals. Okay. Now, uh, this is I believe the Rangers second straight World Series mm-hmm. um, and it was the second time that they did not win the World Series um, the Rangers th- who were a really solid team like yeah. from 2009 to probably like 2012 like until they lost Josh Hamilton like that whole time that he was playing incredible um, a really really good team it is game six, and the Rangers are up three games to two on the Cardinals. Okay. And we go into the bottom of the ninth inning, and the Rangers are up two runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Nelson Cruz, so David Freeze is at the, or no, not David Freeze. I forget who's hitting. Um, they're at the plate with two guys on. Or no, one, one guy on, one guy on. Yeah. And two outs. Yeah, yeah. And he hits a line drive to the right field wall at Nelson Cruz. And Nelson Cruz, I swear to God, tried not to catch the ball. <laughs> like, the, he slowed down 
and then tried to jump at the ball. Like, I don't need, like, look it up if you haven't seen it. Nelson Cruz, Game 6, 2011 <laughs> World Series. The guy had the World Series won if he just catches this line drive. Like, a well-hit ball. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was hard to read, but, like, that's a play I've seen, like, a major league outfit. player make plenty of times. It was, like, an all-star. Right, and not, admittedly, probably for his hitting. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, um, uh, don't know how he doesn't catch this ball. So now it's a one-run game. And then I think it might have been Lance Berkman uh, drives in the tying run for the Cardinals. So now we're tied. In, and I guess that would have been the top of the ninth. Um, and then in the bottom of the ninth, the... Actually, no, it was the bottom of the ninth. The bottom of the ninth. So we're now we're tied. Yeah. Going to extra innings. In the top of the tenth inning, Josh Hamilton hits a two-run home run. Mm. Back up two runs. <laughs> what happens? In the bottom of the tenth, the Rangers come back. Or no. The Cardinals come back. The Cardinals come back and score two runs. Yeah. So twice in the ninth and tenth inning to win the World Series, the Rangers were up two runs and blew it both times. Both like two outs or something like that, right? Um, the the, the tying the tying run had two outs and two strikes both times. Yeah. Um, but the closest they, I mean, a strikeout would have won it. But like, the closest they came to like a finishing play was the Nelson Cruz play. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get to the bottom of the eleventh, and David Freeze hits a walk off home run, mm-hmm. and then the Cardinals win pretty easily in Game Seven. Yeah. Um, I just remember watching it and. Just thinking to myself, like, wow, that was incredible. I can't believe Nelson Cruz didn't catch that ball. Hmm. And then when Josh Hamilton hits the home run, I'm like, oh, well, at least they're going to win. They saved themselves. At least they're going to win. And I couldn't believe it that it happened two times in a row. That they come back from two runs down. And then I remember thinking, like, as David Freeze is at the plate in the 11th inning, like, when he hit the walk-off home run, because it was like no one was on. Mm-hmm. It was just like like it wasn't like get a single and you win and he ends up hitting a home run. Yeah. When he hit it, I was just like, yeah, like that was gonna yeah. happen. Like the Cardinals were gonna end up winning. Yeah. Uh, and it was and it was a long, like as a Rangers fan, like I'm not one, but if you are a Rangers fan, gosh, like that was the end of what had to just be a heart wrenching run because your team was really good, and it was just crazy to watch a team come back. So so close to losing and like with a pretty you know a two run lead is significant in baseball especially yeah. if you get it twice, um, uh, and that's also when they had really good closing pitchers uh, guys that were throwing like hundred miles an hour and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's a little less known one, but that's my number four because I just remember I couldn't I I was just shocked and I still will go back and like watch like you just Google it. Like the end of the 2006 or 2011 Game Six World Series, and it's just you know the announcers just like wow, this is unbelievable. So yeah, and I like I vague I like I just told it. I remember watching it. Yeah, and it's like but I don't watch baseball on the odd years. Just like right, like I don't even care. Because <laughs> on the even years, the Giants won the World and Series. And I watched I watched the Giants. Yeah, <laughs> which is this year, and is look at year. what we got. So good Giants team. No, but yeah, like I I really. Like, when you said it, I was like, wait, I don't even remember this at all. Yeah, seriously, and, go watch the Nelson Cruz play and put yourself in the shoes of a Rangers fan mm. and wonder what on earth he was doing. Yeah. Because he should have caught it, and that would have been it. They would have won. 
Um, all right, so we'll move to your number three. All right, my number three is back in 2010. Okay. In the good old World Cup. All right. All right, groups. This is so a, two World Cups ago. Two World Cups ago. Yes, the U.S. was in a group. Uh-huh. It was England and Algeria and Slovenia. Uh-huh. This is the last match. You know, we had a win. Last move, match in the group last stage. Last match yeah. in the group stage. We had a win. Yeah. To move on. If we win, we actually won. Yeah. And we beat England. And and I remember it so perfectly. <laughs> Tim Howard has the ball at like 91st minute and they had like plus three. Zero, zero, right? Zero, zero. Yeah. Against Algeria. It's like, we should have killed this <laughs> Like, guys. come on. But Tim Howard, the man he is, threw the ball past like the half <laughs> half field line to a streaking lane in Donovan. Yeah. And oh, and he passes it forward. A couple things happen. Someone shoots the ball, bounces off the goalie, and just sitting in front of the goal. And like Len Donovan's not in screen. Yeah, you don't. You don't see like, him. Oh man, the ball's just there and it's really <laughs> kicked out of bounds. And all of a sudden, you see Len Donovan, the U.S. savior, come in and just in. flying in and kick the ball in the goal. Yeah. Um, I was at a youth camp. Um, mm-hmm. Like I was a leader for a youth camp. And wasn't watching it, but there was this group of guys who were. Yeah. And I, I remember them storming out of a cabin, oh. just screaming, "We won! We won! We won!" And I was like, "What?" And and they told me I I couldn't believe it. And I've gone back and watched it a bunch, but and I just, just it was crazy. And you just remember for weeks and weeks after that, just every sports center for like a year <laughs> had that clip of him sliding. Yeah. And scoring that goal. Yeah, and uh, I mean, we lost the next game. Yeah, to Ghana. <laughs> to Ghana. Yeah, uh, and uh, I guess another defensive struggle that. Yeah, a... we have a. So both World Cups have ended with a, we don't give up any goals and then we give up like a quick goal in the extra time. Yeah. And it's just disappointing. It's heartbreaking. But um, uh, yeah, that, I, that game was just crazy. And I, if, I feel it, it brought U.S. soccer. To the main sport, not like it didn't make it a main sport, but it it pushed itself up the yeah. sports center and people started watching. Well, it definitely, I think then, it needs those moments where you know people realize what soccer can be. Yeah, because not every sport has that, like where you're basically building tension for an hour and a half, uh-huh. and then it can all just get blown open at mm-hmm. one moment, and that be it. Yeah, um, and it usually goes negatively against you in the U.S. <laughs> yeah um so that's definitely a good one and i think maybe you know we had a pretty similar one this year or not this year but this last world cup against mm-hmm. ghana yeah uh where obviously we started off really quick with that clint dempsey goal in like the first minute mm. but the john brooks header in like the 94th minute or whatever like yeah. the last minute of extra time mm. um and ended up probably being pretty huge considering that we did tie with Portugal. Mm. Um, just, you know, when you score those late goals, you know, there's, nothing like death, yeah. there's nothing like it. Um, yeah, that's definitely a good one. Do you have anything else you want to say about it? Or? I just remember how exciting and crazy it was that, and of all people, it was Landon Donovan. Yeah. A hard worker, just full sprint. Yeah. And I couldn't be happier that it was him. Right. Compared to anyone yeah, else. Yeah, he, he scored a lot. He had an insane goal against uh, England, I think, mm-hmm. when we we gave him this long through ball to the right side, 
and he came up on the goalie and like was so close to the goal and just powered it into the top of the net. Mm. Like the goalie was up on him and he just put it like yeah. high corner in the top of the, like literally the top of the net. Mm. And mm. it was just such a good shot. And then to think that he didn't even make the team the next time around yeah. is just kind of crazy. Um, all right. So my number three, also soccer. Soccer. So mine is going to be the first half of the 2015 Women's World Cup, Ooh. where, <laughs> I mean, I, I took my dogs out on a walk, and I started to record the game just so I wouldn't miss the first part, mm-hmm. and I was watching, and I, I get in, and I've missed like five minutes, I missed the first five minutes, so I start from the beginning, and I start, and in 20 minutes, the game was over. Okay. It was unbelievable. Like, we score the first goal. And the crazy part was like the announcers were like calling what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. They're like, watch out for this. And then it would happen. Yeah. And they'd just score and score. And uh, and so the first two are on crosses. Um, the third is, uh, was it the volley? Like the girl came in and we scored five, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't remember the order. So the first two were on crosses, mm-hmm. both to Carly Lloyd. To Lloyd yeah. yeah, both to Carly Lloyd. And then, she got a foot on one and she... She had one in too. Did we score five total goals, or was it five in the first half? I think it was five in the first half. So all this to say, it was capped off by an insane shot from midfield. Yeah. Um, And it was just like you know, there was so much buildup of this Japan team that we lost to the last World Cup, Mm -hmm. and just despite every opportunity, could not score on, like. Yep. Off the posts, left and right, like great saves, just great opportunities missed. To come out and just throttle them and oh. just goal after goal after goal. Like, I, I think we had three goals in the first like 13 minutes of the game. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was over like instantly. Yeah, and when that, and when Carly Lloyd put in that shot from midfield, mm-hmm. and it was just like the perfect representation of like, even the Japan goalie, like, could have gotten it, but like tripped, like running back for it, and just like is like grasping at air, trying to get the ball. Yeah, it was just like you see her shoot it, and you're like, what? And then it goes in. <laughs> just uh, like you couldn't even scream. It was just like, oh my god. Yeah, and uh, I remember just thinking, like, wait, are we really going to score ten goals in this match? <laughs> and I mean, so we won the uh, Olymp. Did we win the Olympic gold? We won the Olympic gold, right? Um, yeah. Before that. Yeah, in like the last Olympics. Yeah. Um, but really, like the World Cup is such a different thing. Like, it was like Abby Wambach's last game, and you really, like, uh, admittedly, like, I don't pay much attention to women's soccer outside no. of these big national tournaments or any at all. Yeah. But, like, I really, really wanted this team to win, and it was really cool to see. And I remember on Twitter, it was just like everyone watching. It's the highest rated soccer game in American history. Yeah, it's crazy. And it's just like every goal, is everyone going, oh my God, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Because it just looked easy too. Like, yeah. steal the ball, go score. Yeah, it didn't look abnormal. Like, some cra- like all right, sure, that long Carly Lloyd goal was long crazy. Long Carly Lloyd. The, the second goal was on a bit of like a scramble in front of the net. Yeah. The first one was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It was the one that they let go through all their feet. Yeah. And then uh, Carly Lloyd comes in just, fires it yeah. like um so 
it was I mean it was really cool that that happened and they were able to win and um just <laughs> I don't I mean I'll probably never see soccer like that again except <laughs> something just came to mind that I don't have on my list that hmm. I wish that we'll talk about um because actually I don't think it I don't know about yours so I'll see if it's on yours before I mention okay. it but just as surprising so let's go to your number two my number two is something that happened last year on May 2nd there is a no recency bias on this po- no <laughs> on this podcast no recency maybe bias. there is but I don't know but I don't remember you know yeah. I, mean, I didn't really care when I was younger I think so far the furthest we've gone back is uh, 2010 so okay. that's it? okay yeah it is alright well either way Last year, Manny Pacquiao, my man, mm-hmm. happened to fight in the biggest boxing match of all time. Yeah. And, like, really it was, what was crazy and memorable about it was just the spectacle itself. Yeah. Obviously, the fight was a huge disappointment. Yeah, it was not exciting. Um, like, either way, like, even if you're a Floyd Mayweather fan, like, that was a boring, pretty bad fight. Yeah. Like, the only people pumped about that fight were the ones that, like, had money on Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it was just a crazy spectacle and just to think that it actually happened. Yeah. Because for the longest time, like, all right, we, for a couple of years, we thought, all right, it's going to happen, maybe. And then yeah. after that, it's like, all right, it's just never going to happen. It's just not ever going to happen. Like, right. these guys can't come to an agreement and... Yeah, and the whole... And just the whole problem of boxing. Right. And that whole week leading up was just... Yeah. That's all anyone talked about. And everyone who was anyone was at the fight. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> The whole like pregame stuff with Jimmy Kimmel and the Burger <laughs> King guy, yeah. and it was all funny. But uh, yeah, just I'm even. I think everyone you know kind of knew, like Mayweather's probably gonna win. Mm-hmm. But what if Pacquiao just landed one? Yeah, like that's what I think everyone was waiting for, and that's mm-hmm. why everyone watched the whole fight. Um, even if it eventually got clear that that wasn't gonna happen, mm-hmm. you were still just like. Well, Pacquiao like might just could. start swinging, yeah. and maybe he'll land one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the idea that those two were in the ring together. Um, yeah, is... two of like the legend, like these guys are gonna be legendary boxers. Yeah. Um, like Floyd Mayweather, like just is he the best ever? Like, there's one other guy he has to pass, right? Record wise, right? It's like, and then Pacquiao just this crazy guy. Yeah. Just fighting everybody. Yeah, and I, you know, I, boxing is a lot of like, what have you done for me lately kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like already some people have forgotten like really how good Pacquiao was. Yeah. And you know, like all this to say, like, you know, the fight didn't happen at the best time. Mm-hmm. Like, it probably would have been much closer contested if it had happened five five years before. Like, because yeah. Pacquiao. You I mean, know, yeah, he came wasn't, off, wasn't he came off a couple of bad losses. Yeah, it wasn't the same. Like, he came off of nearly dying. Came out, yeah. <laughs> Face down on the floor. Um, but, I mean, so as much as I wish, like, that could have happened at a different time, like, still definitely, like, being being amidst that fight and, like, having the chance to watch it was definitely really cool. Because mm-hmm. everyone wanted to watch it. Yeah, everyone. Like, I had a ton of people. There was, like, a hundred people Yeah, at least a hundred people at my house. Yeah. A couple TVs and it was just crazy, like, and it was just nuts for a whole week. Yeah, right. That's yeah. crazy. Cool. Uh, so now my number two is the 2015 NFC Championship game 
So right before the Super Bowl that you talked about, mm. where the Seahawks came back against the Green Bay Packers. Oh. I hate the Seahawks, as I've already said. Yeah. Um, and I feel like two might be a little too high for this, but I just hate the Seahawks so much that yeah. I think it stands high on my list. Yeah. The, it was the worst game I'd ever seen them play mm. in like the Russell Wilson era. Mm-hmm. Played so bad. And it was so frustrating that it was even a close game. Like, I mean, yeah. like, I think of it as being such a big comeback. They were only down 17. Like, yeah. it was 17 nothing. Yeah. Um, the freaking Packers, like, kicking field goals on the one-yard line. Yeah, it's just like they three times, so many chances. Three times. Um, but just, like, you know, interception after interception. And then it all kind of starts with... Uh, I, I can't remember who it was on the Packers. It gets an interception with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just slides. Yeah. And he might, and who knows, if there's been like, you know, people sending me like janky photos of what was ahead of him or whatever. Like maybe he could have ran it for a touchdown mm-hmm. for all I know. But he slides and then the Packers go three and out. And then the Seahawks score. And then they get an onside kick. And then they score again. And then they get another, like, uh, yeah. or no, I think they made the Packers go three and out. Mm. Yeah, they did. Uh, they went and kicked a field goal and then got the onside kick. The insane onside kick. Mm-hmm. And it was just, I remember, because we watched this together, when they got the onside kick, you really felt like, oh, well, they're going to tie it. Yeah, like, the defense was dead at that point. Yeah, and... like there was no, no doubt in my mind that like the Seahawks weren't going to go and score, yeah. and they did it so easily. It was like there was like two minutes on the clock, and they just ran the ball down the field because mm-hmm. they were breaking off like forty yard runs. Yeah, it was like Russell Wilson for thirty, and it ended on like a Marshawn Lynch like twenty five yard run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go into overtime, you're like, okay, well maybe Aaron Rodgers like maybe, and yeah. then just anyway, a good throw, but just you know Javon Curse. For the touchdown. Ugh. And it was... I just remember sitting there being like... I can't... Like... There's nothing I want less than the Seahawks who have won this game. Because mm-hmm. I just... Seahawks fans at this point are annoying. And won't shut up. And this would have shut them up. Because their team played so bad. Yeah, like... I know it's NBA season. But they are still the worst. <laughs> They're the worst. Absolutely. Like I was about to say, like, the Warriors. Like, I can't stand those fans. But no, like, the Seahawks fans are the worst. Right, because one, like, you think your team is just invincible. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, you think that, like, they're all like great people, <laughs> which they're not. Yeah. Um, and then, even the, with like that Lions game this year, where Calvin Johnson, like, you know, or not, and Calvin Johnson fumbles and mm. they knock it out. It was just a bunch of Seahawks fans, like, you know, these guys just know how to win games. It's like, okay, thank okay. you. <laughs> no rules against that or missed calls or anything like that. Um, so, um, my pick, oh, geez, my pick though is coupled with um, them almost doing the same exact thing to the Panthers because the NFC Championship game this last year, the Panthers mm-hmm. come out and just, they don't put up 17 points. Yeah. They put up like 30 yeah, yeah. and just start giving it to the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And they start to come back. And they got within a touchdown, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know if they actually had a drive to, like, tie the game or not. Yeah, I don't remember how exactly it... it I think happened. they had an onside kick to try mm-hmm. and tie the game, and they did not get it. But 
when I was watching that, I was just like, if this actually happens again, I might just have to like renounce football because I'll, I won't be able to watch the Seahawks like play another Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was just crazy because I couldn't I couldn't believe it that they did what they did. Um, yeah. It's just they always get like those lucky plays too. Oh, I know. Even like, I have like Alex, who was on the podcast the last time we talked about the, uh, the Vikings game, one Blair Walsh misses the field goal. It's like, oh, oh my goodness. But yeah. even in that game, they had that ridiculous play where he snaps it over Russell Wilson's head mm-hmm. and he's just, he's just running around, picks up the ball, and then finds uh, Tyler Lockett like 30 yards down the field wide open. Yeah. Um, just stuff like that where you're like, are you kidding me? That would never happen to my team. Mm-hmm. You know, and Russell Wilson does account for a lot of it, but yeah, but, but my God, I hate him. I don't like him. I hate him so much. And as happy as I am that Marshall Lynch is retired, now I don't know if I am because like he wasn't good looking and hmm. Thomas Rawls was, and I hope they're bad. But um, I hope uh, they're bad too. So who knows what they'll be going forward? But they obviously still have good players, but. Who knows? But yeah, that's my number two. Oh, man. My number one's a doozy. I hate so. the Seahawks. That's all I gotta say. All these stupid stories. <laughs> so what's your number all right, one? My number, my number one was in 2008. During the Olympics, just watching Michael Phelps dominate the world. Wow, okay. So we have zero overlap on our list which is quite impressive overlap yeah quite impressive um yeah uh would you would you pick the singular moment where he like nearly lost yeah yeah i was about to say that like he was dominating people like i think it was like his first six mat first six races i want to say it was like the fourth one that he almost didn't win but and and it was the seventh one the seventh one oh it was was the seventh seventh one? one oh okay where he won by one, yeah, like, like hundredth of a second. Yeah. After the guy was like calling him out all, yeah. the whole time. Right. Like the Serbian guy or whatever. And just if, like, I remember watching the screen and him just looking up, like, did he win? Like, yeah. you couldn't tell. Yeah, you couldn't tell at all. But yeah. the thing comes across the pool. Yeah, yeah. And like, he didn't know, by yeah. the way. Because, right. like, you, I, I don't know if they could see the other summers or not, but. Just the fact that it was that close for the gold. Yeah. Like, sure, he could have got another medal and he'd still be, like, the most decorated guy. But right. That's the year he swept gold. Right. And he won, eight, like, eight, eight gold medals. That's so nuts. Yeah. And it's just incredible. And that was the only one that was really even, like... Yeah. You, it's, it's hard to, like, really he blow He was setting people. world records. It's hard to, like, blow people out in the Olympics, yeah. but, like, that was the only one that was really close. Yeah. He, like, set the world record during the trial. Yeah. And then during the finals, the he record. broke it by like two seconds. Yeah. That's like cr- in like a couple of his races. That's like, crazy. This is like um, the craziest athlete. Yeah. I mean, I everyone watches the Olympics already, mm-hmm. but no one was missing the Michael Phelps races. No. Yeah. And um, I think like some of them were at like hard times and stuff. Because mm-hmm. it was a Beijing year. Yeah. But... There was, you know, the couple that they put on prime time. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, everyone's going to go watch Michael Phelps race yeah. and just be incredible. Yeah, um, it's crazy. So, and do you, do you know how many he won the next time around? I want to say he only won like two golds. Um, but He won a couple golds. I think he won like four golds. Really? Yeah. So, so he definitely got a lot more silvers. Yeah. I don't know if he got bronze. 
Like, I know he has a couple bronze on his thing. I don't know if they're from... He had bronze from Athens. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... Just... I mean, it really... The cool part was that, you know, it was expected. Mm -hmm. And he had all that pressure and delivered Yeah, and he delivered every time. Because... Crazy. He... He... That's what's amazing to me, is like, you're such a good swimmer, that you're in all these different events, and you're the favorite to win in every one of them. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah, and it's not even the same race every time. Like he's he's doing the butterfly. Yeah. Make sure like he's gonna do all the butterflies for the relays and his personal, but he's also swimming like the freestyle relays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's still like putting up crazy times. Right. And I think that the only one where it was like you know the one that was close was supposed to be close. Mm-hmm. That guy was good. Yeah. And um, but in every other one it was like you know Michael Phelps should win this. As long as he, you know, just races well. And, yeah. Yeah, 2012, he had four golds and two silvers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. And he might come back. He's coming back again. Yep. He's training again. And I just imagine, I mean, I don't know what he's, if he's said what, what he's going to race or not. But yeah, I don't know. I imagine it'll just be ones where he, you know, knows he can win. Mm-hmm. Which um, is crazy to think that we got to see, like, the most decorated Olympian. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. And go, I mean, and just dominate four Olympics and be like mm-hmm. one of the best guys in each one. Yeah, um, yeah. Between him and uh, Apollo Ono, yeah. like two of the best, you know, summer winter athletes ever, mm-hmm. right? At the same time, um, cool. And I'm glad we got something from the Olympics on there because there's obviously been huge things that happened in the Olympics that we just yeah weren't around to watch mm-hmm. uh, one particular being uh, Miracle on Ice mm-hmm. which I'm sure would land on both of our lists if we had just watched Worldwide. it um, yeah um, cool so then my number one is the 2004 Boston Red Sox coming back down 3-0 to the New York Yankees mm-hmm. um, just insane and probably one of my favorite 30 for 30s even though it's just like, you know, them recollecting on what happened. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. Because they re- the Yankees won game three, like, 10 to 1. Yeah, it was a blowout. Like, wasn't even close. <clears throat> and um, we're a good team. Yeah. And it was like, this is prime Alex Rodriguez still. And then, and obviously, like, Derek Jeter, uh, you still, you have uh, Jason Giambi, I think. Is Did they that. have, like, Roger Clemens in 2004 or no? Um... I think so. Like he's still in the league. Yeah, he's still in the league. But I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I mean they th- were a stacked team. Right, just loaded, mm-hmm. and and they had Mariano. Then it all kind of started to fall apart when uh, Alex Rodriguez decided to smack the ball out of. Uh, I think I can't remember who the player was, but smack the ball out of the Red Sox player's glove mm-hmm. and pretend like he didn't. <laughs> And then David Ortiz kind of just cemented his legend mm-hmm. as one of the most clutch hitters of all time. And it's the rest is history. Um, I just remember I watched game three and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, it's over. And then I caught game four towards the end and I was like, oh, that'd be cool if they can win one. Mm-hmm. And then they win the next one. Even game four, that was a crazy game. Yeah, it went extra innings, had like the Brian Roberts steal mm-hmm. and all that. Um, and then it ended with the Ortiz RBI. 
and the next game ends with the Ortiz home run. Um, just nuts. Yeah. And then um, when they go to game seven, they get there. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. And obviously game six was a shilling bloody sock game. Yeah. Um, Where she got a little extra... <laughs> Uh, love for Kurt Schilling. Yeah, being a Diamondbacks fan, I always, I'll, I'll always root for Kurt Schilling, yeah. even though it turns out he's pretty despicable <laughs> as a human. Yeah, he's not a very good person. Um, <laughs> which I've only recently found out, but um, seems to be abundantly clear. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I really liked Manny Ramirez. They had Johnny Damon, and he yeah. seemed like a cool guy. Um, by the time he got to Game Seven, it was just like, well, I think they're gonna win. And then they just blew the doors off the Yankees, like mm-hmm. a grand slam in like the second inning. Um, I remember I was watching it and I had to go somewhere, but the third inning kind of rolls around and it's like seven to nothing. I'm yeah. like, all right, well, I can leave. They're going to win. Ooh. And they did. And it was, it was made all the sweeter, but it was, it was Red Sox and Yankees. Yeah. One year after the Aaron Boone home run to knock the Red Sox out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a fan of either of these teams really, but it's still fun to watch and you can like feel the energy in those stadiums and um, just to watch something that was so like unlikely and improbable mm-hmm. happen with those two teams was just unbelievable. And I don't, I don't know if we'll still like ever see it happen again in baseball just cause yeah. you know, yeah, that three Oh deficit. Yeah. Three Oh deficit. And no, most times a team has an ace mm-hmm. and you're able to win one more game if you need yeah. to. Um, and to go up 3-0 you have to be good mm-hmm. and normally baseball yeah. doesn't just like turn around and you get bad mm. um, which has to be the most frustrating part for the Yankees is they played good minus game 7 like every game was close yeah because um, yeah, even game what was it 5 that was a, I remember watching that that's the only game I really even saw parts of mm-hmm. and that was that game that went like 5 hours yeah you know, it went so like 14 long. innings yeah. only 14 innings but Right, because they're the Red Sox and Yankees. It right. was like the longest game ever. <laughs> it was like two a.m. because yeah. they play them so late out there. Um, yeah, so that that was my number one. Um, but I want to I want to talk about what came to my mind that I don't know how I forgot until we were talking about mm. the women's game, the women's soccer game, was in the two thousand fourteen FIFA World Cup. Mm-hmm. Germany scoring seven goals on Brazil. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> just, it was... I totally forgot about that. It was literally like kids playing against men where one goal that Germany scored, they just, like, David Luiz just had the ball and, like, was just, you know, kind of walking back towards his own goal. And German guy steals it and runs past the defenders and scores. And I'm just like, what is happening? Yeah, like, and Brazil was like... Going into the tournament, they were like the favorites. Yeah. And then uh, Neymar got hurt before that. He had hurt his back. Yeah, but still, like, <laughs> still holding. He gives seven goals. Yeah. It was just like, you you really just thought like they quit. And it was just like, what is happening? Yeah. Because it was, it all, just, just like the women's game, they scored like four goals in a matter of five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just over, like... <laughs> And and 
halftime comes, I'm pretty sure the announcers like didn't actually mm. say anything. They just like moved to the announcers, and they're like, uh, "We don't know. <laughs> don't, uh, the game's over, guys. Sorry." Yeah. Um, so that's just crazy. And another thing I meant to mention earlier is like we said, watching the uh, Thunder do what they're doing in the playoffs right now uh, is maybe you know if they pull this all off, maybe this this whole playoff run for them is one of these things on someone's list one day. Another one, just that I'm less familiar with because I don't follow it as well, mm-hmm. is what Leicester City has done in the English Premier League this year. Oh yeah, I mean at five thousand to one to yeah, win. I mean, that would be the, the craziest like upset and just craziest season. Like I, I feel like here in America, but like there's obviously people that follow soccer and understand mm-hmm. like how big of a deal it is. Like it's a bigger deal than like the Cleveland Browns winning this year's Super Bowl. No, yeah. It, it what is the equivalent of is because like there there's no playoffs you have to just win the table yeah, you, you have, have to, to be good the whole year you have to be good the whole year so it is not just like the Cleveland Browns winning the Super Bowl mm-hmm. it is having some Canadian football league team move into the NFL yeah two years ago a nearly fall out last the year before like mm-hmm. oh like Canadian football league team we're gonna send you out oh never mind you won a couple at the end good for you you're gonna stay now go get the one seed overall like go get home field advantage throughout the playoffs and like the best record in the NFL yeah like but not over 16 games over like 37 games yeah, it's a lot of games and it's all it's a little shaded by uh if like how many points Chelsea scored last year would have won the Premier League this year yeah but i mean you can't blame Leicester City for that like mm-hmm. they were 5000 to 1 <laughs> Like, this guy normally bets 20 pounds on Leicester City to win. That's 100,000 pounds. Like, come on. And it's just crazy. Like, in soccer, you can... I don't want to say you can get lucky, but, like, there's... Like, one game, you could win one game luckily. Right. But also, what I mean is, like, these smaller clubs do end up with good players. And, like, Mm -hmm. these these players on Leicester City are not just, like, chumps that, like, manage to play good. They actually turn out to be like really solid players who are going to get bought out by bigger teams, and yeah. that'll be it for Leicester City. <laughs> um, but farm them too good. Um, still, like you have these teams that literally have like quadruple the bankroll mm. of you, and you know it's Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, uh, all these teams that yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, and- who are spending as much on one player as maybe you are on your whole team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and they win. So um, that one is official. We can call it on that one. Yeah. Um, just crazy. And they were winning by a lot too at like some point and then it got a little closer at the end. It got a little closer at the I mean they clinched with like two games left. Yeah. Um, they were they were up by like seven points or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, I mean, they beat... Yeah, they, us, in, on, they, us in America, we just don't realize how big of a deal that really is. Right. Yeah, like, it's literally a bigger deal than not just the Cleveland Browns winning the Super Bowl, but, like, getting the one seed and, like, beating... Having to beat... Because you have to play everyone. Yeah. You'd have, it's them beating all the best teams. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, Cleveland, for picking you as the as the one there it's like the 76ers getting the number one overall seed that's that's probably a better example yeah. it'd be the Sixers in this last year like oh Warriors you win 73 Sixers won 74 mm-hmm. sorry um, that's basically what happened um, which is just weird to it's even crazy. think about yeah. um, 
so yeah um do you do you have any other other choices that came to mind or um i mean it was it was a toss-up between the yankees and red sox i just didn't personally like watch a yeah, lot of I mean, it we were only like 12 yeah i was 11, 11 yeah yeah so i mean old enough to remember but um like i remember being at like a community center and like oh hey this game's been on for four hours <laughs> like what's going on yeah for it's sure like, but yeah i mean that and um like it wasn't like a big deal for the u.s but like when manny pacquiao i thought he died that was yeah, kind of a big deal for uh, sure um a couple for so me yeah. one like the first ncaa like march madness cinderella mm-hmm. that i remember is george mason mm-hmm. where you know they, they'd be really good teams yeah and, and beat a UConn team that was just like pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, ended up being their best player was Hashim to beat, but mm-hmm. or no, it was it might have been a Mecca Okafor. I don't remember which one. Either I don't way. remember which team that was. Um, but I, like that was crazy. The UConn run a couple of years ago was actually pretty crazy uh, with the, Shabazz Napier and yeah. Ryan Boatwright. Um, yeah, they beat. Kentucky in the final. They just kept beating really good teams with these yeah. two small guards. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there hasn't been too much else in college basketball that was, you know, oh, there's always upsets. But The biggest one, well, it, Go ahead. it should have been on my list. Um, I didn't actually watch the game, but I listened to it on the radio. Uh-huh. Was the USC versus Texas oh. college football championship game. Yeah, that was just a great game. And I just remember listening to it on the radio, and it was. Fourth and just eight. as heartbreaking on the radio listening to because oh, you were going for USC because I was a USC fan yeah and fourth and eight from like the 10 yard line yeah it runs it in for but even before that like they punted the ball yeah like usually they would either just go for it like because it was like fourth and one or I'm trying to remember exactly how it ended but for Texas to get the ball yeah USC did something that they weren't supposed to do. Well, USC also like dropped an interception. Yeah. <laughs> like and dropped an interception mm-hmm. big time. Um, another one that we didn't mention was the Giants beating the Patriots in the Super Bowl the first time around. Yeah. The undefeated Patriots. Mm. Which the Super Bowl it's hard because like even though we used one, it's just one game. Yeah. Like you kinda know anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh and no one wanted the Patriots to win. It seemed like yeah. everyone was kind of rooting for the. Giants. We had we had no like real interest in that game. Yeah. So uh, like that was, but I mean, nonetheless, it's crazy because yeah, like, I mean, that team it. was so good, mm-hmm. the Patriots team. Um, and then nothing, nothing much else comes to mind. Yeah, I mean, like the Cardinals are bull, but that's just like because we're Cardinals that's just because we're Cardinals fans. Um, so yeah, if anyone on Twitter or. Uh, anything else like message me uh, tweet at me Kevin Kevin Ryan Balzer uh, what did we what did we forget because uh, if we if, if we just overlooked it which it seems like we did quite a bunch of things um, if we just overlooked it let us know because I'd love to just remember and talk about it and um, uh, let us let us know your list your, give us your top five and mm-hmm. and you know we'll we'll retweet a few and get them out there and uh yeah so austin thanks for coming on the pod and 
for anyone that doesn't know, we tried this already, but I recorded it wrong and you couldn't hear a word Austin said. Yeah, that's so unfortunate. we attempt number two has that's, gone a lot better. That's a good insight that first time. Yeah, we talked about Kobe going off for sixty. Yeah, that was. And uh, um, yeah, what else? Yeah. Oh, and before we go, uh, you're a Sharks fan. Oh yeah. So Sharks are now in the finals against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Pittsburgh. So. Yeah, yeah they don't deserve any more. So Pittsburgh already has one. Sharks have never even been there, so I mean. True. So, good luck to the Sharks and Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton. And the old man. Go get one. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. All right. See you guys. Mm-hmm.